You're listening to The Dime Podcast, Business Simplified. Welcome back, everyone, to The Dime Podcast. I am Rob, and that is Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Rob. Uh, And we are in the process of going through the five most frequently asked questions that the Dime company gets on a regular basis. And um, so we wanted to do some podcast episodes and just be able to point people to this. And again, if you you have questions, if you've asked these questions before of Dime, we're still happy to answer them. So if you still, (laughs) if you're like, I don't want to go back and find that podcast episode to get the answer to this, or I have a more, there's some distinctive um, gray areas within the questions that we are answering uh, that you still want to get some clarification on. We're still happy to answer those. But this month, we are talking about debt. Talking about debt. Should our church, our organization, our nonprofit, should we have debt? And how much debt should we have? Those were questions, I guess. I'm supposed to answer those. <laughs> well, let me. I, I, I think there's a number of thoughts on this, and um, you know, there's there's a lot, especially when we're talking to church leaders. There's this is a hot button issue um, oh, yeah. around debt. You know, it is biblical to not be in debt. You know, the borrower is slave to the lender. We've we've all heard this, and and so it's it's something that we that is very difficult to wrap our heads around. That there might be the possibility. Uh, that in fact we can go into debt for certain things and certain kinds of debt. How do you feel about that, Ben? Yeah, so it is a hot topic in the church for some reason. Um, (laughs) Pastors love to get on stage and say, money is the most talked about thing in the entire Bible and, you know, that whole thing. It's, It's definitely a very important topic, hugely important topic. It's not the only thing in the Bible, though. <laughs> um, and I, I personally don't believe that debt is a sin. But organizational finances and managing money as a business uh, or a church or a nonprofit is very different than managing money as an individual or a family. There are some similarities, but it's a it's a whole different ballgame. And it is very common and actually sometimes recommended to take on some debt so that you can grow your organization. Debt for a building or debt for a capital expense, things like equipment, instead of renting equipment every month, if you were able to buy it, it may save you you know, some money to do that. And it also builds an asset. So you know, taking on debt for certain capital expenses could be a really good thing. Taking on debt to go you know, put on your credit card so you can go and uh, take people to lunch and do things like that is a, is a problem. And, (laughs) uh, you know, it it typically leads back to bad budgeting. So, you know, there's certain kinds of debts that are good, good debt and helpful debt. And there are other kinds of debt that's like bad news debt. Let's not do that. Well, and I've long heard it referred to as dumb debt and smart debt. And yeah. the that smart debt is actually more of an investment that uh, you're going into debt because the thing that you you know you had mentioned before in regard to budgeting that having an opportunity fund 
And maybe there's an opportunity that has come up that your your opportunity fund is not going to cover it. And so you might need to go into a debt because this is a great opportunity that will provide you know a whole bunch in the plus column moving forward and we'll be able to pay it back quickly because it's a great opportunity and right. uh you know depending on your organization depending on your nonprofit depending on your church those opportunities could be different kinds of things maybe it is buying land that has just come available and it's a prime location but it's land and we don't have the money for it right now but we can't pass up this opportunity. So it's something worth going into debt for, right? 100%. Yeah. And, and banks, banks actually do a good job, uh, probably a better job of underwriting a church or a nonprofit than they do businesses or individuals because no bank wants to foreclose on a church. It just doesn't look good for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they do a really good job underwriting for churches and they make sure this is something that you can afford and, you know, they they work really really closely with churches because they don't want it to go south. Um, so <laughs> that's typically bad news churches for everybody. Yeah, that's right. So so typically banks will look at what's called a debt service ratio. And a debt service ratio is a calculation that gives them, uh, gives the bank a, the ability to, to determine if you can afford to pay for your loan. And uh, they'll typically look at a debt service ratio of 30% um, or better. And so you can, you can Google how to calculate a debt service ratio and see where you're at and you know that sort of thing. And they would also say sometimes three times your annual income. They won't give you any more than three times your annual income. So if you're a million-dollar church, you may be able to get a $3 million loan for a building, but they're going to require you to put 20 or 30% into that. So whatever that calculates out to, uh, $600,000 or something like that, $900,000 on a $3 million loan, they may require you to put that in there. Um, so you're not actually financing the full $3 million, but you know, that's kind of the, the ratio or the calculation that they would look at three times annual income with 20 to 30% down. So banks are holding churches and nonprofits accountable and they're doing a really good job underwriting this stuff. And it would be hard to get way out of whack. I think with a church, uh, you know, getting into too much debt. How do you feel about giving credit cards to your whole staff and say, uh, put everything on the credit card, stay within your budget, but put everything on the credit card, we'll pay it all off at the end of the month? <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so great question. So we do not, we won't work with an organization that uses debit cards. Debit cards are bad, bad, bad news. Uh, they give the the spender too much access to cash. So they could go spend too much money and, oh no, we're in trouble. Also, if, if a debit card number is stolen, the money's coming out of your account, not going on credit, and so it's much harder to get that money back, et cetera. So we won't work with an organization that uses debit cards. 
period. Credit cards, on the other hand, we encourage organizations to use credit cards. We do not encourage organizations to give every all their staff credit cards, though. <laughs> and we've we've done other podcasts and had discussions around, uh, you know, credit cards and you know that sort of thing. How to spend money and but leadership team most definitely should have credit cards, church credit cards, but it should be their spending should be based upon the budget and the budget should calculate cash flow and help the accounting department and the finance team understand how much money should be spent per month so that they can afford to pay off the credit card every month. And bad debt, we would call bad debt, it, debt that's on a credit card and that you're carrying a balance on the credit card. We don't want to do that. So use credit cards. Give a few people in the organization a credit card. Most certainly not everybody Everybody else should spend money using their own credit card or using a gift card like a PEX card or something like that, P-E-X Yeah, talk uh, about the PEX card because uh, I've heard you talk about it a little bit before and it was the first I had ever heard of it. So, Yeah, PEX is it's a good way. Uh, think of it like a new version of kind of the envelope system. Okay. So you put cash in an envelope and that's what your budget is for the the month or the the quarter or whatever. So that's kind of like PEX. It's a prepaid gift card that functions totally like a credit card. Um, But you can do all kinds of spending controls. But you would put money on that card, $5,000 or whatever it is for that person. They can then spend up to that much money out of their budget and then uh it's not credit it's it's prepaid so you're you're essentially using cash but you can control and limit all the all the individual spending out of that so most other people in the organizations we've seen uh churches give pex cards to volunteers who are spending money um it's just a good way to control spending but definitely the leadership team should have credit cards what else that's all i got on this one <laughs> Great. Again, just good, solid nuts and bolts advice in regard to uh, in regard to these questions. And again, just your your experience, Ben, and and having done this for so many years and and guided others through this. These are tried and true methods, everybody. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can push back if you like, and at the same time, this is this is what we recommend. And we've seen people try the other stuff, and this <laughs> and we found that this is what works best. That's right. Yeah. All right. We, we will be back again with the next episode. Oh, my goodness. Talking about we, we chatted a little bit about this, but uh, working capital, how much money should we have in the bank savings in the bank? And what should we do with that? Um, again, these are just the frequently asked questions, most frequently asked questions of Dime. And uh, we're, we're plowing through and kind of making all of this information available to everybody. Uh, so yeah, on the next episode, Working Capital. How much should we have and what should we do with it? But that's the next episode. We're done with this one. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Rob. That's the next episode. We're done with this one. (laughs) This has been a creation of Blue Trumpet Creative.